Welcome to another episode of Daddy Unscripted. My name is Tim Wheaton, and I am your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Daddy Unscripted. Thank you so much for joining. Have I given up on the foreign languages? I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to that. I don't have one for this episode, but this episode has so many other things going on that you won't miss it. All right. But I will say to all the new listeners, thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a little bit different. This is one of those different ones because it is just me talking. There's no guest for this episode. So I hope you enjoy my voice because this is what you're going to hear this whole time. My voice may crack a couple of times. It just did when I said that. Wasn't that perfect? But this is the voice you're going to get. It's just going to be me. I have a few different topics I want to tackle for some alliteration there. This is my Thanksgiving fall holiday cornucopia episode, I guess, because it's just a mishmash of a bunch of different things. And I'm actually going to take a page out of former guest I'm actually going to take a page out of one of my former guests' podcast, Benjamin Dixon of The Benjamin Dixon Show. Check that out. But I'm going to have little segments that are going to cover these different topics, and I'm not going to try to rake myself over the coals to create these amazing segues between all of them. I'm going to give you a little dabbledy-doo of music, and that will signify that I'm moving on from that conversation and moving into the next thing. So little, very different kind of feel for this show, but there are a couple of different things that I'm going to cover and they aren't all just kind of conjoined at the hip. So we'll see how you like it. We'll see how it works. Hopefully it's good. Before I get too far, let me do a couple of things. Let me remind you first that Daddy Unscripted is very, very proud, as always, to be a part of Osiris Media as one of the first podcasts that was within the network. I'm always so excited to be part of it. Osiris Media can be found at OsirisPod.com. There are so many awesome podcasts coming out all the time. Actually, let me give way to this trailer that's coming through to tell you about one of their podcasts. Hey there, this is Maggie Rose. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music lover based in East Nashville, Tennessee. And one of my favorite things to do here in Music City is just get out of the house and take a walk. And something I've come to enjoy is that even with the competition of the humming of traffic or live music spilling out of the bars and honky-tonks in our lovely city, I can always hear birds singing in the background. Just listen. We don't always notice them, but we should. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show, Salute the Songbird, on Osiris Media. On Salute the Songbird, I'll have candid, fun, sometimes deep and vulnerable conversations with the most fabulous and fascinating women on the scene in contemporary music. Some of my guests you will know, some I'll have the privilege of introducing to you. Together, they're all at the heart and soul of our musical world and all fearlessly female. I'll be joined by guests such as hit songwriter and recording artist Rubia Monfu. The dis-ease and the disease that we have in this country started stirring up undeniable things in me, and so I started to write about it. 
the incomparable folk rock star Nikki Bloom. To stay in this known world feels scarier than trying something new. And the legendary Nancy Wilson of Heart. We saw the Beatles from that moment forward. It was like, must have guitars. So please, pay tribute and attention to the songbirds all around you and join me, Maggie Rose, for Salute the Songbird on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and just a reminder, that is just one of so many great podcasts on the network. So go to OsirisPod.com to find out about all of them. You should also be very aware that we are proudly partnered with Jambase. Jambase.com to check out all of your opportunities to see live music streaming wherever it may be. So many cool things still going on by different artists, musicians, and bands all around the world. So go to jambase.com and you'll find all the different ways that you can scratch that little itch that I know so many of us have been dealing with since the beginning of the pandemic. Finally, I will remind you that Daddy Unscripted is sponsored by Harry's. It's that time of year again, everybody. The time that some people really dread, which is buying presents for their significant other and for some of you who are looking to buy for men yes we can be very difficult we don't love getting socks i actually love getting socks if you get me the good ones but wallets ties all those kind of things so let me give you an idea something fantastic and brilliant for this year one of harry's holiday shave sets it's the gift that's thoughtful and practical And bonus, like you get to potentially benefit from this as well if you like any of that holiday canoodling as well to kind of stay warm and all that. Let me tell you, Harry's Blade refills are as low as $2 each, so you will save money or he will save money over time because you'll just hand over the subscription to him. It comes ready to gift. Harry's Holiday Shave Sets come in a pre-packaged, handsome, holiday-themed gift box, and you can even make it personal by engraving the razor handle. Isn't that cool? You can feel good about your gift because 1% of each sale is donated to charitable organizations. This holiday season, new customers can get $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited edition holiday shave sets when you go to harrys.com backslash daddy. The sets come with a weighted handle, three razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover, all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Don't give socks or a tie this year. Delight the guys in your life with Harry's. To claim your $5 off plus free shipping, just go to harrys.com backslash daddy. Okay, and that's the end of the business part of this. We are in the party part, or kind of party. I don't know, somewhat party-ish. So I will just tell you, I'm recording this on Monday following election week, what turned out to be election week. I always say this, that I try not to be political on the podcast. So I will just say thank you to everybody who voted. If you went out and you voted, or you voted by mail, or voted early, or whatever, however you did that... I'm so happy that you did that. If you did it for the first time ever, 
That's amazing. Pat yourself on the back and keep doing it. I hope you are feeling like you were part of the entire process, even if who you didn't vote for won or vice versa, even if you who you voted for didn't win. Still more work to be done as this is coming out. Still more work to be done. I was going to talk about the Georgia runoff for Senate, and that obviously is very important in January, but maybe this is my election part of this. I know I've talked to some extent about this over the last four years. I have, and this is going to be brief, I swear, but over the last four years, I've been more politically involved and in tune and educating myself on different parts than I have ever been. I originally registered as a Republican voter when I was old enough to vote. And that was how I registered because I was raised in a very conservative, uh, I was raised in a conservative, uh, non-denominational Christian home. My dad was a pastor. So we voted Republican. That was what you did. You registered and you voted Republican. I, I, kind of remember a conversation with my dad where he he laid it down on the table a little bit in the way of you don't have to register Republican, but let me tell you why, whatever. So I I felt like I had a choice and I felt like I was doing what I was kind of supposed to do. I can't remember how many years after that it was that I changed parties to Democrat. I just kind of realized after, I don't know, somewhere between five and 10 years after that, that my own personal beliefs and views for things were not completely on the R side. You may have heard this in my last episode with Chris Colbert, where I talked about my idea of thinking outside the R. And this exactly falls into that, where not everything was dash R for me or was Republican. I didn't agree with absolutely everything. And I realized that there were some things that I kind of felt a lot more on the Democratic side. I am fully aware that there were things wrong with all of our presidents. There have been very bad things and there have been not so bad things. And there have been things that we feel like we've uncovered. And there's so much And it's just like humans. I have yet to meet a perfect human. And I don't want to shock or spoiler alert this for any of you, but there is not one. It doesn't exist. There is not a perfect human being out there. And I feel like I've met some people that come pretty darn close in my eyes, but there's no such thing. So, I'm not going to go through the list of all the names, but when all of these previous presidents have been in that position, I have never had one that I have said yes to everything they have done. I have, it's just never happened. And I'm, I'm not going to think that that is ever going to happen. I don't think it ever will. I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. I just went into a whole big spiel about my feels on how these last four years have gone, and I deleted it out. I'm editing it out. 
maybe for time sensitivity, but also because I do want to hold on to what I said that I don't want to get too political. Let's just say I didn't like it. Didn't love these last four years, have not liked it. And this is why I have gotten so ramped up and so big on things involved in the political forum over the last four years because of what has gone on. And quite frankly, I'm relieved on a couple of very big points by what it seems the election has brought out to us, which is president-elect being Biden and him believing in science and bringing back people into jobs that belong in those jobs. So actually having people on task forces that have experience in those areas and having the right people in the right positions that belong there, that should be there, that have worked their life towards that, but also for the planet. I'm extremely concerned and scared by somebody who doesn't believe in science, thinks climate change is a hoax and that it's not true. That frightens me. I want my kids to have a planet to live on and their children and their grandchildren and on down the line. I have hope for more generations to be able to live here and do so safely. So the relief that I felt this weekend was huge. On Saturday, when they made the announcement, and I know stuff is still going on, and I know Trump is suing and they're going to do all of this stuff. So I'm going to frame this in that world still because it's not the end of January when somebody is actually officially sitting in the White House as the president. So I'll give him that little bit of space right now. But the idea of having somebody in place to change these massive things gave me a lot of relief. I cried a lot on Saturday at different times, texting people, getting texts from other people saying, we won, we did it, (laughs) was phenomenal. And when they say we, I looked at it as like a human thing because I was talking to friends in other countries who were feeling that same joy and relief and excitement over what was taking place. I talked to my friend in Romania who I had on the podcast recently, Anna, a doctor in Romania. I talked with her. I talked with Rebecca in Iceland. Shout out Rebecca. I think I'm going to have her on the podcast sometime soon, which I'm excitedly crossing my fingers about. But I talked with her and she was expressing that same thing. And this is a human thing where we have hope from this. It just makes me so excited to think about the possibility of us moving away from where we have been recently. I know there's so much to that. I know there are people out there who are very frustrated and upset that this went the way it did. And I feel for you in a way because it does feel the way that I know I felt and so many of us did four years ago, honestly. And really, it kind of comes back to, I feel like it touches on what brought me to deactivating my personal social media accounts earlier this year. 
the more outspoken I got, which a lot of it was for me saying how much I stand for and believe and honor and stand behind the idea that black human lives matter, not me sending people to the website, to anything like that, but me just saying, I had my whole episode called Black Lives More Than Matter. And it's not me saying that they are more meaningful than white lives or anything like that. This really is something that people have a hard time wrapping their heads around. Some people do. It is that black lives do matter. And I was getting these constant messages from different people, people that I knew, people that some that I hadn't spoken with very often or anything like that, but in ways that made it feel to me like they were basically saying, well, they were disagreeing with me, but it felt like they were basically saying, no, (laughs) don't love everyone. Because that's, as for those of you who listen to my podcast, you know how much I talk about that and having love and human kindness for others and being kind to everyone. And I was just shocked and still get shocked by this, that people cannot see through to doing that. And so that's the way I feel like about what's going on right now, like, some of the people that are having fear that this new entity is going to be in the white house. When I say entity, I mean a new president potentially and a new vice president. And that this is going to mean, I guess if you're going to put it in this way, the left is going to then attack people the way that the right did the way that the extremists And those people that are called, quote unquote, militia, but this fear or this fear that they are projecting that all of these things are going to happen and it's going to basically flip flop on them. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's not all that crazy to think because of what they have seen of people that they label as Antifa and the people who in some cases end up coming out as not being part of the actual peaceful protests, etc. So I, I guess I can understand how some people may think that, but the amount of disinformation and misinformation that is out there, they talked about this on another podcast recently about how do we break through that bubble And they didn't have the answer. And I tweeted about it. What is the answer? I have no idea what that answer is about how to crush this crazy amount of falsehoods that are coming out and twisting of stories. And I I don't know how you do that successfully. But all this to say, (laughs) all of this to say that I felt incredible relief this weekend. And it was just so nice to think about the idea of having somebody in the White House, A, that I can allow my, I feel like I can allow my kids to listen to and not have to explain a bunch of what that person is saying. And 
feel like I'm having to be ready to earmuff them every once in a while. B, have somebody in that has empathy. I, I don't know how many times during the course of the last four years I've seen any of that from the current sitter in the White House. Like I, as a person who has sometimes too much empathy and is a sensitive human being that has feelings and is in touch with them is extremely happy to have somebody who might move our country forward with those kind of same emotions in mind. And that doesn't mean he's going to be a doormat. And that doesn't mean that we're going to roll over and let everybody trample our country roughshod. It just means that we're actually going to be what my friend Rebecca in Iceland was saying to me when we were talking, which is this America that other countries have grown and always been enamored with and seen and thought of us in this way that has not been us for the last four years. So that is my discussion on that. Let's move on. Okay, up next in the Thanksgiving Cornucopia episode is it's been a really crazy rough year for so many of us. So many real stories of loss and of tragedy. Recently, the people who are in the public view and are so well known by so many people, the Alex Trebek's that we have lost this year. It's been crazy and heavy at so many times. So many people that we look up to and that we know so well, quote unquote, because maybe we don't know them, but we feel like we do, that we have lost this year. It's been intense. And then to think about all of us that know people that have passed away potentially due to COVID, potentially we they have died of something else and we haven't been able to see them on their way out the way that we would have two years ago because of COVID. It's really crazy. It's so sad. My, my wife's dad passed away within the last month or so. Um, it was a really difficult thing for so many people. I could do more than one episode on her relationship with her dad. And it was just so much. And so many things of him succumbing to cancer mirrored the way that my dad did. And so it was really tough for me in ways that I'm not proud of the fact that there were times where I just could not rally to be the best rock for her. There weren't many times like that, but there were a couple of times where I really felt it. And I don't know if she did or not, but losing people that are close to you like that is never easy. And it's been almost too much this year. So I just wanted to say my heart goes out to all of you who have lost somebody or somebody in your family or a friend, or you have somebody that you know, that you love, that you used to work with, or whatever it may be that you've lost, my heart goes out to you. This has been a 
just a crazy year. I say that as this week is the 30th anniversary of my dad passing away, which uh, a couple of people I've reached out to in the last couple months or so, um, as well as my wife and some of um, the family. And just thinking about how at times it's a little bit easier and there are so many times that it's just never changed. It does not go away. And especially the death of a parent is just so much for a child of any age to bear. It really is. Not to bring the room too down, but we've had a um, close call with my mom this year. Um, Her twin sister, uh, who lives in a different state, has been extremely touch and go this year. It's been just heart-wrenching. And thinking of the reason why this podcast exists, and many of you know, and I've talked about it a bunch of times, the idea of documenting history of lives and telling the big stories, the inspirational stories, as well as those little funky, quirky stories that are just going away when somebody passes in many cases. And I have a long recording of talking with my mom that's from a couple of years ago, and I've just been wanting to go back and do it in pieces. And we haven't done another section of it lately, but thinking of some of those stories from her childhood that some of my siblings have probably never heard and thinking about the grandparents and parents, the older generations of our lives that we are losing right now and all of those stories that are going away with them. And I know that, like I say, we are such massive documenters now of lives. We film everything our kids do and sometimes everything that we do. And we document so many things, but there are so many things in our past that is just sitting there in people's minds or sitting there in other people's experiences that they may never talk to again. And so this is my reminder. This is why this is happening. And this is part of why a little bit of a dovetail here. I was talking in my last episode and have talked a little bit on social media about a potential kind of rebranding of this in its entirety, but I'm not going to do that. What I'm actually going to do, so everything will still be under Daddy Unscripted, and I have those what episodes that I've been doing, which is We're Here Alone Together, which are kind of centered around how COVID has affected people's lives and, and that kind of a thing and how they're living their life differently or something like that. And I was going to open it up because of that, because of my excitement of talking to these other people that aren't dads and some people who may never be dads and also the, the moms. Like I have always talked about this, how important women are and how meaningful they are. And I've always felt kind of that thing in the back of this of daddy unscripted, how kind of niche it is, whether you say niche or niche, whichever. But I have wanted to open it up so badly to having women on more as well. And so what's going to happen is there's a third door, if you will, that is opening of the podcast. 
that's going to be all be under Daddy Unscripted, but this is going to be called Who Tells Your Story? Don't Sue Me, Hamilton. Lynn, Manuel, Miranda, I love you. I love your play. I love everything about it. And I love the music. And I kept hearing as I was listening many, many times in my car and as my kids listen to Hamilton and my eight-year-old son wants to listen to it every day on the way to school and they watch it at home, you know, they are so into, they're into it more than I am, which is kind of crazy to say because I'm really into it. But there has not been a time when I have not listened to the last song and not cried because it is exactly this. It is exactly Daddy Unscripted to a point. And those words, who tells your story, really stuck with me. And so the third door that I'm opening is going to be called Who Tells Your Story. And it will be me talking with other people who may not be dads about their interesting lives, their inspirational stories, their parents and grandparents, and these things that need to also be documented. And again, like I'm, I'm going to keep trying really hard to make it people and stories and things that are interesting for many of you to listen to, because not everybody I know, I get it. You don't want to listen maybe to everybody's life story. So it is going to continue to be very similar to Daddy Unscripted. And those will continue to come, and so will the Daddy Unscripted episodes. And I think the We Are Here Alone Together will be a little bit more peppered in here and there. But this all ties in to why this has happened. And I think COVID has put that more heavily in my heart of how many people's stories are just going goodbye right now. And that makes me really sad. And that makes me feel all the more reason to continue to do this and to keep trying to talk to more and more people and have this stretch out even further from me because there are so many people with interesting, inspiring, and amazing stories that are out everywhere across the world. So I'm going to try to keep doing that. I just wanted to let you guys know that that was happening, and that is part two of the Thanksgiving Cornucopia episode. Okay, part three. Part three of the cornucopia of Thanksgiving has got to be Thanksgiving, right? Has got to be giving thanks. And now more than ever, I I think I say that about a lot of things, but so many things have become that much more important and the evidence of their importance is so much more visible and tangible right now as we are living our lives in this very different world at this time, as we are unable to just go out and hang with our friends the way that we used to, the way that we would in normal times, quote unquote, normal times, let's say last year. At this time, we had no idea what was going to be happening. You were making plans for February. We were making plans for big plans for February and March last year around this time that had to get completely canceled. Concerts, (laughs) going to concerts. We had so many tickets for concerts for this year already that now we, you know, 
who knows when those are going to take place. And the holiday family get-togethers that people are trying to navigate. Somebody that I know on uh, Twitter, photographer Ashley Green. Shout out, Ashley. Great photographer. She was saying just today on Twitter, talking about her family and trying to navigate and figure out how to do Thanksgiving and how they were going to be able to do that in a safe environment and if they even were going to be able to do that. And we've had these conversations just this week about what we normally do because we are usually with a big section of my wife's family and we're not so sure. How do you do that? We don't know how well bubbled they are. And they're probably taking on a bigger risk bringing me and my wife into their house and my kids, I guess, because we are out in the world to whatever extent we are. I'm still working every day. So it's very tricky to figure out how to do these things, how to do them safely, how to do them properly, how to do them at all, and how to still get the love and the time with our loved ones that we so desperately need and crave right now. It's crazy to think this has been, depending on where you live, this has been seven plus months of this now. And that is so much time for a lot of people who really have been holding it down and have not been going out and seeing anybody. You have other people who are going to restaurants and doing their normal thing. And, you know, they're taking whatever safety precautions they deem is necessary. You know, you may be an anti-masker in some state. I don't know. But there are a great many people who don't have the ability to be as cavalier about it, whether they are immunocompromised themselves or they have somebody at their house. I am shocked still to this day, and I'm going to knock on some wood that we have only had one person in my workplace get sick with COVID. We've had a lot of scares. We have had a lot of people get tests at different times, but we've only had one person, I'm going to knock again just because, who has had it. And she is a young person and her and her husband both got it. I feel very, very fortunate to say that that has only been the one situation in our workplace, but there's other places that haven't been so fortunate and haven't been so lucky. It may be where you work. You may be on furlough. Another person I'm connected to on Twitter today was talking about how his work is going through another round of furloughs right now. We could really use a stimulus. (laughs) Uh, Couldn't we just use a stimulus? I'm not going to get into it. I think of myself as having the great ability to be the GM of a baseball team. I know that I could do amazing things and know different ways to leverage things and different ways to create that balance and be able to do things properly. I feel extremely strongly about other countries and what they have done for the people there in their countries. And I feel like we hopefully soon are going to be moving in a better place on that. But but I digress now. I will go back to what I was kind of getting to, which is the very cliched discussion that used to be 
And you used to see this every few months, every handful of months, depending on where you were seeing these things and who you were connected to. But someone would die somewhere, whether if it was a celebrity or someone that was just a good family person. And you would see the hug everybody tighter, love your family, hug your little ones close tonight. Those kinds of messages coming out of that. And it feels very love actually to me. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Love Actually, like really put it on your list and check that off your list within the next week. You need to watch that movie. And the little speech that he makes during the airport scene, talking about everything post 9-11 and how the world had changed and the messages that people were giving and how all of them were of love. And ugh, I, I closed my eyes just now because thinking about a world that is drenched in love, it, it takes my breath away, making me think of a place where people are being kind and loving to others, where you are saying something kind and extra to that person who is bagging up your groceries or helping you at the line. I understand, believe me, I absolutely understand that masks are not great. That, let me clarify that, masks are great for what they're meant to do. I 100% believe that. I believe in what everybody says about that. And on the other hand, I know that they are restricting I know that they keep us from smiling at other people. And there's that one TikTok video that I've sent to a few people that cracks me up of this guy who is saying how he has learned how to kind of smile with his eyes to people because of masks and just doing the most exaggerated extra smiles for all you America's Next Top Model fans. I just really put myself in a new category there for you guys. But it is something we can still like now maybe and and I think I get people's attention in a much different and more dramatic way now than I used to because like I've said before my wife and one of my really good friends always gets kind of not annoyed but they kind of make a little bit of fun of me because I am always the guy who's like saying hello to people as we're walking by them, saying good morning or good afternoon, whatever time of day it may be, and like being nice and friendly to people. So I still do that. Like if I'm walking by you on the sidewalk and we make eye contact, I'm probably still going to say, hey, good morning or whatever. And I think now more than ever, it catches people off guard probably and by the looks of some of the reactions I get. But that is still meaningful and important. We can still and should still do those things. One of the weird things that I thought about early on in this was how cool it would be if this brought back letter writing, like writing letters to people, your friends, your family. And I know that to some that may add an additional kind of funky thing because you're having something that's touched and getting touched by the mailman, but you're still getting your mail, right? You're still opening your letters. 
So maybe it's time now for us to start doing that. Sending some letters out. I'm saying that to myself right now too. I'm nodding my head as I'm saying that because I'm going to start doing that. Maybe it's time to stop Netflix and Hulu and binge watching so many things. We're like so desperate for something to watch right now. And maybe we can spend some of that time writing letters or writing in a journal or reading a book. I have like this huge stack of books now on my bedside table for things that I keep uh, right now. I've just been grabbing so many books of things that I want to read and I'm trying to slowly make my way through them and my books that I have on audible. I just really need to be able to retire <laughs> if and when that day ever comes, which I really think I probably am never going to be able to retire unless something monumentous happens. Should I knock on wood for that? There, I did it. So if I'm ever able to retire, I'm going to be so excited to be able to read so much. It's one of the things that I always see people who are retired and they talk about the books that they're reading and, ugh, I need more time to read. But we can do that. Write some letters. Write, write a poem. Have you ever written a poem? If you have, write a poem to your mom or to your brother or something. One of the things that I love doing I'll go through little waves of doing this and I'll do like five to 10 a day or something like that during the span of a week or however randomly I decide to do it. And I will send voice messages out to people. I I am the king of voice messages. I really don't like typing out texts, especially if it's something that's not just a grocery list or something like that. If you know me personally and you have my phone number, you have most likely gotten a voice text from me. And part of that is because of this connection, this right here. You're getting to feel and hear my emphasis and the way my voice goes up and down, even though my voice can be fairly monotone, but you're getting to hear what I'm wanting to be high on. You get to hear if I'm high on and or if I'm high on but. <laughs> That's okay. I'm never high on but. Okay. I just want to get that out there. Okay. High on but may not have been the best choice there, but I think you know what I'm saying. And you're hearing it now with my podcast, but like otherwise, you're just reading words on a screen. I don't know how many times we have misconstrued emails or texts or like we read a text back to a friend that somebody else sent us and we're like, look what they said. They said, you are so cool. And they said it like that. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? They said, you are so cool, but you're choosing how to read that. So send a bunch of people some voice texts so they can hear your voice again. I mean, or you could just give them a phone call. But who uses cell phones for phones, right? They're cell texts. I don't even know why I call them cell phones or smartphones. So do that. Send a voice text out to a bunch of different people this week. Tell them how much they mean to you. Tell them how much you miss them. Maybe tell them about a couple fond memories you have of fun times with them. And I, I think people would love to hear you tell them that in your voice to be able to hear that. 
And you can tell them, you don't have to call me back. You don't even have to send me a voice message back, though it would be cool if you did. But I just wanted to send you this message. Maybe that's a much easier thing to do for you go-getters. You're going to write a letter or a poem or something like that and drop it in the mail. Keep our USPS going, right? I need to, this is for myself as well as for you guys, because I think the connections that we make, not only with those strangers on the street, as I was talking about, and the people bagging our groceries and doing whatever it may be, but with our loved ones. Sometimes it is those people that are right in front of our noses that we kind of skip over this step with them more often than not. So take that extra step with them. This actually makes me think of something because I got the mail today and something came that was for us for medical reasons for my daughter. But she was standing next to me when I set the mail down on the counter which I think this is the first time I remember that happening. She's never standing with me when I get the mail. And the very first thing was named to her. And she was so excited. She gets mail every once in a while, you know, like birthday cards or something like that from the family. But she was so excited. She was kind of bummed that it wasn't anything good for her. But why not write a letter or a card or something fun to somebody who lives in your own house? to your significant other, to your kids, to your parents. Why not do that and go and send it in the mail some way? And if you don't want to buy a stamp, if you don't want to go through that extra little step, which you don't have to, draw a freaking stamp on it and put it in your mailbox and collect it with the rest of your letters or let whoever's going to go get the mail get it. And then they can read their handwritten letter or a card from you. Do you think anybody's not going to love getting that? So just giving you guys some different ideas because I'm putting these all in my head mentally right now. I've got a few letters to write now I know. But make sure that you guys are not losing sight of the connections, how important they are, and that there are ways to bridge these gaps, to bridge these distances, and to be able to talk to people. You can leave voice messages through DM in Instagram. By the way, they can only be 60 seconds max at a time, but you could leave friggin' 10 minute long messages to somebody if you wanted to only do it to people you like, (laughs) only do it to people who want to hear from you. Okay. Just putting that out there, but you can also do that in Snapchat. Did you know that you can leave a voice message in Snapchat and on that one, you can do it as long as you want. But you can also do it if you've got an iPhone, you do it through your message. You've got a little microphone. You've got the one that does your talk to text that's on the bottom left. But you've got a little microphone right there in your text box that you can hold down. You hold your thumb on that and you can leave a message maybe even as long as you want. There's also an app in your phone that is called voice recording, I think. And you can leave a long message and send it over to people. I've got a few people that the only way we talk is through text all the time, and it's through voice messages all the time. Shout out, Joe. You know who you are. But I've got other people that I do that with constantly, and I've converted, and I'm not trying to get any money from Apple, but I've converted quite a few people over to loving doing this as well. You guys know who you are. Aaron, Harley, some of you others. I'm not going to do a magic mirror. Oh, the days of romper room. Anyways, 
I think I'm done with my Thanksgiving cornucopia with this message. You guys, let's continue to dig deep, find love, and share it with others. Remember to continue to fill your own cup so that you have something to give. Boy, did I have to do that this weekend, and it was so great. I got some really good time to be able to do that. Don't feel selfish doing that. Tell people that you need some me time. You just need to do it at an appropriate time, but you need your me time, all of us do, to be able to fill ourselves up so that we're able to give to others again. So don't lose sight of that. Okay, I should have another episode coming out in a little bit. Oh, let me do my tailing things. Um, You can find me everywhere on social media, Daddy Unscripted on Facebook, Daddy Unscripted on Instagram, Daddy Unscripted on Twitter. I will tell you because of my kind of abandonment of Facebook, I'm not great to reach through there. Um, You're probably better off reaching me through Instagram or Twitter. Uh, you can send me an email at daddyunscripted at gmail.com. You can visit the website, daddyunscripted.com, which is actually going through some changes. Dasha, if you are listening to this, I have a great friend, Dasha, who is helping and is going to completely rebuild, retool my website. I have no idea when that's going to be done, but very cool things that we are putting together for that. She's a genius. I would love for you guys to keep spreading the word. Bring in more people to listen. You can subscribe. Encourage them to subscribe. Those subscriptions really do mean something. You downloading an episode in order to listen to it, it deletes after you're done listening to it. But if you download it, it adds a specific number. It's Those are all very good things. They help me see how many listeners I have, and that's important. So I will say yes. I do truly mean it. Even if I only have 10 listeners that are getting something out of my episodes, that really does mean something to me. That that will never change. But because I'm part of a podcast network, it does mean something for me to not just have 10 listeners. I don't know how to say that in a better way. So keep spreading the word, keep sharing the podcast, and continue to spread it out amongst more than just dads, because as you've seen in my recent episodes, it is not just for dads anymore. It really isn't. It never really was. It was just more about dads, but it's not even that anymore. We're reaching out. We're branching out. It is still for all you men and you dads, absolutely. But there will be episodes for you to bring your wife into, for you to tell your sister about, your boss, your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your milkman. I'm really going out on a limb here. Your UPS delivery guy. Um, so anyways, just spread the word around. That would be great. I really appreciate you guys for doing that. Next episode should be out in the next two weeks or so, two or three weeks. And keep your eyes open. Keep your arms open. Keep your hearts open. Ooh, maybe that's my new end tagline. Keep your eyes open for the next episode. Keep your hearts open and keep your arms open. Nah, I'll clean that up. But you know what I'm trying to get at. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot.